0: Yeah, I'll fix it later. That's what post is for, right? Yes. Post. And I'll make a template out of this. So I'm going to do this every week. Okay. <laughs> or every time that we actually record. Yeah. It won't be every week. We don't have the schedule for that. <laughs> it, it, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> Especially yeah. yeah. because I was supposed to watch a movie that I, so we could do two in one day and I, I didn't do it's it. It's all good. It's, I'm already bad at homework.
1: It's been tough this week. Here's the
0: answer to the podcast. I'm bad at homework. Yes. All right, hang on. Don't
1: I'm have gonna... to do it. There was, oh there was a great... Uh, I heard about this comedian. There's a show in New York where comedians... They uh, for Halloween they dress up as other comedians. So someone came as Jerry Seinfeld, but specifically Jerry Seinfeld when he was dating a nineteen year old. Oh, and his first joke the the comedian's impression of him the first joke was, you know, I keep hearing about homework. I I, I don't know why my girlfriend keeps doing it, but it sounds terrible. Wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> this homework thing, yeah, I really got him with that one, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. This this is not that's such a horrible joke. It is. This isn't
0: starting well. That's okay. (laughs) The beginning of that was great was like, it's such a niche Jerry Seinfeld. It's funny. Yeah. And then he opened with with that that joke. Yeah. What's the deal with that? My home my girlfriend keeps doing it. You know what though? But it's probably the best Jerry joke because he can't do anything like he can't do anything sexual in any way because Jerry doesn't do sexual jokes. No. So he can't make fun of her age in a sexual way. No. So, okay. It's got to be
1: innocent and banal. I kind of give it to that.
0: That is probably a Jerry Seinfeld joke. Now that I hear it again in my head, yeah, I can hear him saying it. Definitely. And I'm also sitting there going like, how is he so, how is Jerry so good? I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. he's where he is. I don't know. For some reason. He has all that money. Yes. Drives around in cars, drinks coffee. Quite, yeah. Does really bad interviews. Yes. That we assume are good.
1: Well, yeah, just because of the name. It's branding. It's all yeah. branding. Yeah. Speaking of branding... Speaking of branding... <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make a segue <laughs> to the movie. Okay.
0: You want to introduce it formally? Introduce the movie formally? So formally introducing. Uh, So we're talking today... This is a podcast about movies. Yes. And if the title is any indication, we're talking about them. Um. Also, podcasts are about talking, so that kind of makes sense, right? Um. So we watched or you watched what yesterday
1: I, w- I watched it on so we talked on sunday
0: about doing it. this podcast See, and t- i watched on, monday. on monday,
1: monday all right
0: so danny oh wait but i'm jesse
1: yes i'm danny
0: there we go we're here i feel like we have to do like an inch of our names right otherwise it's like who's talking this one person. that's true yeah um so we watched snowpiercer yes a movie by and i gotta look up the name Bonny. again otherwise i'm gonna i'm gonna mess you know. it up and I had IMDb for this exact reason. Perfect. Uh, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Korean filmmaker. Yes. Uh, I'm going to talk about like why I watched the movie first, and then why you ended up watching it. And that sure. was because I have been, I have been um, recommended Snowpiercer about 10 million times by my younger brother, who I think up until this point I will say has had great movie tastes. Oh. <laughs> and. And Reddit. Reddit has talked about Snowpiercer like it is the second coming of Christ (laughs) constantly. And I've just never paid attention to it because of this. When it first got recommended to me by my brother, I read the synopsis, and I said, that movie sounds okay. Yeah. And Chris Evans is in it, and I get it. Chris Evans is cool because he's Captain America, but I don't really like Captain America. Right. So I just don't... Chris Evans isn't a draw. No. In any way. No. So... Finally, I saw *Parasite*, which is mm-hmm. uh, Bong Joon Ho's *Boon* Bong, Bong Joon Ho's newest film, mm-hmm. which you have not seen yet. Not yet. So we'll do another episode yeah. about that later because I think that movie is almost perfection. It's I mean, so I,
1: I've seen it, but I haven't seen it. This is, you know how I I do things.
0: Oh, did you read the Wikipedia plot? I, entirely? That's something
1: I do, folks. I am a cheap. Son of a gun. I do not like paying for movies unless I know I'm going to enjoy them. And the way I vet that is by reading <laughs> the Wikipedia plot before I go
0: see it. Dude, I told you just to go watch it. You shouldn't have read it. Like I You know. should have watched it.
1: Here's the thing, though. I like the Wikipedia plot. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. I know. I'm, I'm probably gonna enjoy but it. But I was
0: telling you to see it without watching it, reading it because you know it's worth the watch. I've got problems. It's I worth the
1: surprise. Be, I'm sure there's some sort of therapist out there that specials hmm. specializes in this sort of dysfunction. It's called impatience. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I didn't see that person.
0: Okay. So I I thought uh, Parasite was amazing. And it turns out I've seen a couple of his other films that I didn't even realize were his, Hmm. um, just over the years. And then I saw he directed Mm Snowpiercer. And I was like, well, my brother has been telling me this movie is amazing. Reddit talks about it every four seconds. I should finally watch it. So I did. And then I had a lot of thoughts about it. And I talked about it to my brother extensively and criticized his movie taste. a I just... (laughs) <laughs> didn't break my mic, but I totally unloosened unlo- it. So now it's tightened again. That's going to be fun to edit in later. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, yeah, I talked to you about it on Sunday. Yes. I asked if you had seen Snowpiercer before, because I wanted to talk to you about Snowpiercer. Right. Because I think there's things to talk about with it, and then you said no. Yeah. And now you've watched it.
1: Yeah, yeah, on your recommendation. and It wasn't
0: a recommendation that it was good. I said it was a recommendation right. to watch.
1: Recommendation to just get some sort of exposure to it for, for further conversation. Did
0: you wait, read the Wikipedia article before? I didn't for Snowpiercer, no. No. So you did I first off, but you different. I know.
1: I know. It's all backwards. I've got a, I got a terrible childhood <laughs> that leads up to all this. Like what's the abuse that you uh, <laughs> experienced in your life? Can we talk about that now? <laughs> Too much. This is now a therapy podcast. Well, we got to do talking Danny's mind. That's a different podcast. I'm okay with that though. Sounds like we fun. Start a network
0: here. Sounds like very uh, fun. Anyways.
1: Um, yeah, I, it's been, it's been on my Netflix queue for a long time and I've, I've seen it a lot. Coming up, and I tend to like uh, foreign films in general. Me too. So it was it was something that I wanted to watch at some point, but the premise, you know, that they they preview on Netflix just seems so corny to me.
0: That's why I didn't watch it because it sounds it sounds corny. It yeah. sounds dumb to me.
1: Yeah, big time. So, but you're the first person that I like knew who saw the movie itself and could sort of testify that it wasn't completely terrible. So. I decided to watch it on Monday and here we are talking about
0: it. Okay, so I yeah, I think you it's right. I don't think it's completely terrible. Yeah. I an, I enjoyed watching it. I thought sure. this is fun. I had a good time. I just was really critical of it. But I don't think like I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's horrible. Sure. But you think it's horrible.
1: I here's the thing. I think everything's horrible.
0: So that's just my preface. But uh I do
1: this is just like a general thing that I've noticed recently in watching movies is that When I was a little kid, I used to think that movies were a very magical thing. They still retain a little bit of magic for me, but I used to think it was like a really big deal to make a movie. And now I'm realizing, it is, but I'm also realizing that basically anyone could make a movie. And there's a lot of
0: shitty movies out there. But anybody can make a movie, but not anybody can get them seen by people. That's true. So if we're seeing a movie that's on Netflix... like. There's a lot of rings it has to go through to get on Netflix. A lot of hoops. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. A lot of hoops is better. I said rings like an idiot. Eh, That's okay. Anyways, so I still think there's some level of magic to it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Because we have great movies like Snowpiercer. Yeah. Not Snowpiercer, I mean uh, Parasite. I got that messed up. We get great movies that are are worth it and are magical like Parasite. Sure. And then uh, we also have Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, that I, <laughs> you know? I did not read the Wikipedia article. I don't yet. think you need to. Yeah. yeah, I think you're fine.
1: Pass right. Back. Or
0: you could like if you never want to watch it and just want to know why ha- Jason Statham happens. and uh and the Rocker are, are fighting together this time. Yeah. Uh like I here's the thing. I thought
1: Hobbs and Shaw for the longest time was the um other movie with uh you know Ali G, um crap, but the Borat guy. Uh, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen and then he did uh, an action movie with um some other British guy's brother. I thought that was the same movie as
0: Hobbs oh, and Shaw. Oh, um, yes. I know, I know what you movie you're talking about? about. I cannot remember what it's called. I, neither can I. I, thought, I saw it in theaters, though. Oh, really? Because I, I, thought, I thought that it was, was be really weird. bad. Okay, it, it was bad. Was yeah, yeah, I'm looking this up. All right. I'm typing on my keyboard. Okay. Nice. Entertainment. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to be curious because it's going to bother me if I don't know what it's called. Uh, yeah, I thought... That was Hobbs and Shaw, whatever that movie is. Uh, is it this one? Hang on. The Brothers, Brothers grims yeah, yeah, that's the is. one. Yep. You thought this was Hobbs and Shaw? I did.
1: Everyone kept talking about Hobbs and Shaw, and I was like, oh, they're making another one of those? I just I. Assumed. I don't know
0: how those two even got together in your mind. Yeah, I don't know. They're, okay. They're
1: all British. They're all bad teeth. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Uh, <laughs> is there an even British person in Snowpiercer?
1: Oh, no. no. There oh, is. No. Wait, isn't there? Oh, I suppose. Yeah, there are. Uh, what's his name? Is like John Hurt.
0: Yeah. Is British? Is he British?
1: He in the movie. I don't. Th- I think in real life though he's American. I don't know what he is. Yeah,
0: England. Born in. England. Oh, he is. Born he's an Englishman. England. Chesterfield. That's cool. Derbyshire, England, UK. Okay, so I'm close enough. I'm taking it. That's fine. Okay. So yeah. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting into it at some I point. Don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Right? Okay. <laughs> so none of us care about spoilers <laughs> on this thing because the whole no. point of talking about a movie is you have to talk about the whole thing. Exactly. Let's how about let's go positives and then negatives. What did you like I about like it? it?
1: What did I like about it? Um, it to this is gonna sound so negative. I liked that it portrayed... I, I liked the premise of the movie, but it was also depressing. So I'll explain what I mean by I
0: that. I like depressing movies. Continue. Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so the 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 whole premise of this movie is that there's a global like ice age that's yes. not induced by any natural factors it's all man made yes as a reaction to global warming which is unfortunately also man made and so the realism i'm a, i'm a huge realism guy i want things to be realistic in movies and in art in general i like that um and i found that the premise of the movie is insanely realistic because in the movie you have global warming and instead of the Scientists in the movie saying, like, oh, let's, like, stop using fossil fuels. They're just like, oh, let's find another thing that, that we can make it. money off of yeah. that will also fix this thing. And it also inevitably makes things worse. Yeah. So I found that. I figure if that ever... If the global warming comes to a head, as many scientists predict, in our lifetime, that's something that people will try to explore is just finding ways to profit, profit off, off it. Profit off of global yeah. warming, yeah. Exactly. That makes, that makes sense. So that's, like, a huge political aside uh i don't other than that i don't i didn't like the movie that's the only (laughs) thing that's the only thing i thought was positive the
0: government was trying to make
1: money off a global warming yeah that was your positive i other well i like i like the theme of uh social stratification and like class division and everything like that but other than that the act i chris evans performance was really good yeah, this as is actually as a movie they like him in. Yeah, you know, as good as as good as good it can be in a movie that has a lot of things happening in it, it's not really a character-driven movie by any no. means. But he still does really well it's, with
0: it. It's an action movie that makes you want to also be sad. Totally, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you an action movie guy? Yeah,
1: in general. Okay. I love uh, Die Hard and... Uh, <laughs> Die hard. I don't know. I I grew up my dad watched a lot of action movies growing up and I I generally enjoy the genre. I don't need to go into a film thinking that it's gonna give some philosophical uh you know, tome about life or anything like that. It doesn't need to be. I'm I'm cool with shooting and action and whatever like that. I think this movie is certainly an action movie, but it also did try to get philosophical at points, which was interesting. So it does. I don't know. What about you on action and positive? I like
0: action. I like action because I like, I like movies that are gonna turn my brain off sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I know that they're not gonna be good. Like I watched the newest Godzilla because I was like this mm-hmm. movie is gonna be really bad. I know sure. this, but I also want to watch a giant dinosaur fight other giant dinosaurs. Oh, fight, absolutely. I'm like fun. Yeah. You know, and so I can watch that. So I didn't know what this movie really was, so I mm-hmm. didn't know what to expect. So, but it was it's an action movie with some part, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I say though that like I think the real star is Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah, her performance Tilda is, is amazing, is freaking hilarious. Yeah, she's great. Her and actually Allison Pill in her yes, like ten the teacher maybe like no like seven minutes in the movie yeah is hilarious. Yeah, she was great. really funny. Yeah, I really very enjoyed over that. The top. Um, there's a lot of like cinematography stuff that I was into, mm-hmm. and I think that like because the whole movie takes place in a train, so it's very. Close like close quarters type stuff. Yeah. There's some fun angles they got to play with in that one, which I actually really enjoyed. Like I think the classroom one is like the epitome of like cause they got to do these lower angles because there's a bunch of kids in the room. Mm-hmm. There was some really fun cinematography stuff that I was like, this is cool. Like yeah. Didn't have a lot of room to work with. That was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed a lot of the fight scenes. I feel like yes. the, the, the main fight scene with like that people. one train car where like the entire army is in basically oh, yeah. and then up fighting in the dark. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. That's that amazing. Was, like, choreographed really well. I was yeah. super, super into that. Yes. Uh, let me see. What else I like about this movie? Uh, <laughs> John Hurt's cool, I guess. Ed Harris is cool. Yeah. Ed Harris also in it for, like, five minutes. And right. I was like, yo, dude, you're cool. Um, let me look at the cast and see if I can think of anything else. Yeah. N- no. No, there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it was fun. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, it's just. A fun I never time. had a moment where I was like, oh, "This is really boring." I was like, "This is fun." Yeah, this is a good time. I thought it started really good. Like, I thought the I thought the first like 15 minutes was really interesting. Yeah, and I felt like if that was the whole movie, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Sure. Um, I think that once the escape starts happening, like the break, uh, break into the rest of the train mm-hmm. is where it starts to just get. It gets really predictable. Like, yes, that's the thing is that I think this movie tries to be one of the movies where has the, the cool twist at the end mm-hmm. and there's no twist because the twist is that John Hurt and Ed Harris have been in cahoots the whole time. And they've right. always been in communication and this was all planned out. This class system was meant to be this way. And they heard the, the they heard the, the, or they, they thinned the crowd every once in a while to make right. sure there's enough resources or whatever. That wasn't a twist. I felt like that was really obvious from the beginning. Right. Like it just made a lot of sense that yeah they're 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 in communication. Why else? Like there's just I feel like there's so many hints from the whole movie that John Hurt is not actually wanting this to succeed. Yeah. Was obvious. Right. Yeah. Um. I agree. And I think that the the only two Korean people in this movie. Right. Uh. Which. The main, the the main, the father, the father in it, which is what is his name? I don't remember. Oh, um, oh wow, I'm gonna ruin this name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kang Ho Song. Yes, he's also in uh he's Parasite. A, he's, he's the father, the father right? of Parasite, yeah. and apparently he's in a lot of Boon Bong. What's his name? Bong Joon Bong Soo Bong Jun Ho. Man. Uh, he's in a lot of his movies. I'm going to keep getting that wrong. Guys, uh, Bong we're, Host. we're not racist. Uh, I know. I just we just I are dumb. I don't know how to say this. Yeah, yeah I'm a dumb person. Uh, he's in a lot of his movies. He's like one of his like favorite actors or whatever. Uh, so I think that he's good in this movie. He's a good actor, right? Sure. I think his character is stupid, though. Yeah, okay. I think the entire motivation of the character, the way he's written. Every, like This guy did a good job with what he was given, but what he was given, I think, was stupid. Very little. Okay. I don't know. What do you... I I actually didn't have any thoughts on that. I'm
1: I'm curious to hear what you think. The weird thing about that set of characters, the father and daughter, the only thing that really stuck out to me is that they sort of casually mention that the daughter's clairvoyant
0: and they never they yeah, never revisit that. that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you, she like has a thing like don't yeah. open like like don't open up, There's nobody there or whatever. Or yeah. nobody, and then it's never brought up again. Nope. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That was actually, I kind of forgot about that till yeah. like towards the end of the movie, yeah. And it made no sense, as
1: you should. There's if they're not going to do anything with that, it is
0: completely forgettable. It's really, it's really weird. I feel like there's somebody on Reddit though that's gonna find mean, the symbolism of her being clairvoyant is because, yes. and I'm like, I don't care because nothing came of it, yeah. Nothing came of it. Um, Absolutely.
1: but I yeah, I forgot about that actually. The, I forgot again, yeah. There's a lot here's the thing. I don't know about the Reddit culture, but I did see, I was kind of looking up to see if uh, there were other reviews on YouTube. And I saw that, like, Nerdwriter did a review, and there were, like, Looper and, like, a bunch of other movie YouTube pages did, like, the ending of Snowpiercer Explained. Like, it's, like, a super cryptic like mystical text or something like that. Was
0: the was the ending cryptic? I don't think so. I thought Did it was very something? obvious.
1: No, it was just two people who survive and there's signs of life outside. That's that's was it. Was there
0: signs of life, of life
1: Yeah, there's a polar bear. That's it. Oh, that's right. But it, you could barely see it the right, because the green screen is so
0: bad. My my first thought when I saw the polar bear was, well those two fuckers are gonna die. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. These two are gonna die. Right. These two are gonna die. Or drink coke. <laughs> that's it wow it's not Christmas time yeah, that's true I'm done It wasn't um, wearing a scarf no yeah can, can we get into the ending then sure let's we, let's um, we already go, jumped we're, there we're, yeah. we're already here so let's get there oh can I say one thing though sure because they all try to act crazy about it was their little protein bars that the, uh, the poor people oh, were eating oh yeah they're made of cockroaches or right. whatever why were they surprised by that do they think that they're being fed steak yeah right like he was like you were feeding like, He was Chris Evans was freaking out over yeah. there being cockroach like what do you think? Of course there was right. Of also, course. Where
1: are they getting the steady supply of cockroaches? That's, that's what, what I was I thinking know. too. Like, yeah. are they like
0: breeding in that vat? Like, what's <laughs> no, happening? No, what are yeah. the, What are the cockroaches eating? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point. Lots of questions, folks. Um, we don't
0: know. <laughs> but okay, that was a better that was a better observation. Why was there a <laughs> steady of cockroaches? For like <laughs> for like seventeen years or eighteen years? Yeah, the time was. straight was. up. Um, let's so get to the ending. Oh oh. I like my other thing though was I felt like the only twist that actually I didn't see coming because yeah. I felt like the whole movie is very predictable. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't see coming, well, two: one that Ed Harris is in the movie. I was like, oh, look at that, right? Um, <laughs> like, I guess you're not doing anything, Christoph, yeah. Um, and then the other was uh, that Chris Evans almost had a baby, or was going to, right? You know? and, and he was like, and 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 that kid, that baby, was Edgar, and I'm like, oh. So Edgar's supposed to be 17. Edgar looks 35. Right, exactly. Okay, so there's already a bad thing in casting there. <laughs> and then two he's like, and, and that guy holding Edgar, that was me. And I'm like, huh. yeah. Okay. And then, oh, and then this whole like, I felt like the moment he said how John Hurt like cut off his arm to save Edgar, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so Chris Evans is going to lose his arm because that's the symbolism. Right. Of being a leader is losing her. I got you. I hear you. And then, yeah, then he loses his arm, saving that. Kid in which there was no point of saving that kid because he was the already killing the whole civilization with exactly. his one action of by pulling that kid out he doomed everybody right and yeah I don't okay so let's get to the end here. yeah it's like one one life for many I get it we're there's a lot of strands here for sure there's a lot of bad stuff here in the end Okay, yeah. I think like the ending is the weakest part, yeah probably. because okay first off very 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 end like you said last scene mm-hmm. is the girl and that child that he saves mm-hmm just outside, staring at a polar bear. Right. Those two kids are dead even if the polar bear doesn't eat them. Oh, for sure. There's no food anymore. I mean, yeah. okay, they can survive with the food in that train, but everybody else in the train is dead. Isn't like the train like blow? No, it, oh, like, it derails. It, it
1: derails. It's it's all over the place. It's it, crazy. The front blew up.
0: Yeah. So there's some people. I'm sure there's like four poor people alive and like the teacher and some of the kids. Right? Yeah, right, right. So they go outside. Like they have food for maybe like, the aquariums broke up they're all those fishes are dead there's like 10 fishes anyway so sure. they eat the 10 fishes they get like maybe like there was like at least three billion eggs so they can at least last on eggs for maybe a year okay? sure they're dead after that because you think those people know how to hunt oh no probably you think not any of them know how to hunt in the freaking ice age
1: yeah no and even if they survive they're gonna die of old age and then who what, what are they gonna procreate with each other that's
0: weird well yeah that's how all life started, right? I guess uh, we're getting there. We're going there, folks. We did. We did global
1: climate change before, and now we're doing creationism.
0: <laughs> This is all over and the place. You're not even paying for this. Think know. of what happens when we start a Patreon. I want to throw into <laughs> that one. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no, no. I just feel like I was like, those two kids die immediately. Yeah. Um. So basically, at the end of the movie, the, the the symbolism of the end of the movie is all civilization is dead because of the ice age. Right. No, I think it's actually it's all. This is the symbolism of the end. Okay. And tell me I'm wrong. Okay. All life on Earth is killed because of consumerism. I mean, I hundred percent agree with that. That is that is the ending of the movie yeah. explained right there. Nerdwriter didn't need to tell you in his monotone no. voice with his fancy animations. It was consumerism killed guy. everybody on Earth. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like Nerdwriter though. <laughs> He's okay. I, I, I like him. Like I like his. Uh, I like certain videos.
1: Logo, the milk and the coffee. I don't, I don't like know. That. That's just
0: good really um, so I, I just feel like they don't survive, right? No, no I mean, it's, yeah. So then. What happens is that Chris Evans basically killed the entire human race. Yeah. Because he was selfish. Right. Because Ed Harris explains to him, this is how this has been working forever because by trying to make everything equal, it doesn't actually work that way. Right. You're you're like savage people can't assimilate into the normal world anymore. Uh But that's like their fault. Like they, not the sad, not the poor people, but because they created a class system from day one, right. There's no way they can assimilate this group now into the main group right so humans made that happen it wasn't their fault yeah so we can't blame the poor people but mm-hmm. ed harris is like well we messed up so this is the way it has to be now right and it's just how it is sorry and because Evans was like well that sucks because i'm one of the poor people He was like well you don't have to be because mm-hmm. you can just live up here in my my fancy one room right. studio here yeah and eat steak and then he says no and then he destroys and kills everybody. Right. Because he was too selfish to see that in this really messed up version of life, this is the way the world works now. Mhm. You know. And I get it. He's they want you to think Chris Evans is the good guy, and he stay he stands by his beliefs, sure. and he he no matter what never wavers, just as Captain America would, right? Right, exactly. That's, that's Chris Evans, Captain America in every movie. Yeah, basically, that's yeah. My brother made a good point though. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie as if Chris Evans is the bad guy. Oh, if ever you think about it. Okay, let me. It's and a then, good thought experiment. Yeah, when I looked at it in that way, kay. I liked it more, because in the end, Chris Evans ba- not only does he. Does he kill everybody? Right. But he gets basically everybody killed just because he's like, uh, we shouldn't be back here enduring this. I'm going to like, you know, he does the freedom fighter thing, which is cool. Like he's, he's sure. a good guy in this moment, but once things are getting out of hand, he's like, well, let's just keep going. Right. Let's exactly. Keep going. Who cares? Yeah. Because like there's nothing to lose at that point. I'm reaching the front. No. His goal was to get to the front. He didn't right. care about his people. He just wanted to get to the front. Right. And then once he gets to the front and he realizes that the only way to keep his people alive mm-hmm. is to assimilate to this order. Right. Right. So if he truly cares about his people, he would follow the order. Right. right. He, would fa- he would take over his new mantle as king of the train. Right. But instead, he's selfish, and only what he wants is what was best for him. Right. So he kills everybody. Just personal
1: vengeance. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, the cost of revolution is very bloody. Yeah. yeah it's brutal.
0: So in the idea of, like, he's actually the bad guy. Kind of like the movie a little bit more. But yeah. It's not intended to be that way, but I no. like that idea. Yeah,
1: it is. That's a that's an
0: interesting take. I hadn't
1: thought of it that way. That is very interesting. It's very, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly intended to be a revolutionary movie, and if you take that spin on it, it's very anti-revolutionary. Yeah, very like pro. Uh, <laughs> yeah (laughs) well pro um what's the what's the term uh where things are the way they are status quo yes keep the status quo to keep keep people happy and keep people safe yeah kind of thing so yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought of it that way yeah i don't know i i I don't know i okay to get a little bit more specific though focus focus on uh what was it we talked about the positives some of the things that we liked let's uh there was one scene in there that uh, like that you brought up earlier with the axe people in the yes. uh, yeah, D- have you ever seen the movie uh, Kung Fu Hustle? No. Okay, so there I think that might have been derivative of uh, a scene from Kung Fu Hustle. There's a lot of influence there that I thought was interesting, but I don't know the the combat scenes. I don't know how Koreans direct combat scenes in general, but it reminded me of like a very Chinese well, way to do things, the which other was thing cool. I
0: thought of was Old Boy.
1: Okay, I never saw that. Okay, yeah. so
0: Old Boy is another Korean movie, uh-huh. and there is a very... There is a... I think it's a very um, well talked about scene in Old Boy, which uh-huh. is a fight scene in there that was a one-take scene, oh, wow. but done like a 2D side-scroller, basically. It's all from the side, and you just follow Whoa. the character down one long hallway, Dang. and he's fighting with an axe. And it's a really, really well-choreographed scene. Like It's amazing. Like... Even if you don't have time to watch the whole movie, just watch that one scene on YouTube. It's so good. Wow! But um, a lot of the Korean action movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. their their fight scenes are very much grounded in reality. Like people mm-hmm. get tired. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think a lot of American fight scenes, no one ever seems to need to breathe. Right? <laughs> so yeah, they're just going. <laughs> they just at keep it. going. Yeah, and then you have Korean ones where like it's very like. Yo, people get tired. People, when you're hurt, you're hurt. You can't just keep fighting at, like, 100% over here, you right. know? Like, there is, like, this consequence of how you move, and I think I've noticed that, and I felt like in this movie it was very similar. Like, that scene is very much, like, some craziness goes down. I think that they use the dark and a lot of, like, close-up shots to mm. mask... For when um, unbelievable things happened, sure. Like, how does Chris Evans and Edgar make it all the way to the other end? Right. W- when there was like a sea of like eighty million <laughs> axe people. Yeah. Also, why do they have so many axe people? Yeah. Where were they all? where were they all? What, so were, they, what were they doing there? Just waiting for them? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think, well, they knew that the, they did. They, they knew it was those, Okay, they deployed, they deployed those because Harris knew because that's they're true. In, they're in Kahoot, so they knew that the 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 the. the Think was gonna happen, right? You know, so they're prepared for that. But also, I'm like thinking, is like that train's not that big, How right? I'll have that many people on this train. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Because like the only real like cars that we see is that one, and then we see like that fish room, and then the sushi room, and then the rave room, the rave, the school, and then that weird sauna room. Yeah, the sauna. That's about it. Oh, and then there was like the the train car where it had like the private little boost, like from Harry Potter, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And they're like yeah, walking up through, them and number like, who the hell are these little like uh, yeah. not perfect people, right? Um, yeah. But I like how each room had like very much like a look at how the one percent lives type mentality. Right. It was like nobody's actually happy, and everybody's just like like the school is like look at how we indoctrinate our kids with right. what we want. Like I'm like this is very like tongue in cheek. Like everything is very much like. Every car had some sort of symbolism to it. Yeah, and I was true. like, I get it. We suck as human beings, and yeah, totally. I, I get it, dude. Yeah, we're the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs>
0: what What did you think of? This is
1: something that was fascinating to me. I, although I don't know how to articulate it fully. What did you think of um, the way that the the people on the train deified the engine? Because there's almost like this religious cult around the engine of the train. I don't remember this at all. Okay, so that's something that comes up really early in the movie and is carried all the way through to the end with Ed Harris, where people are talking about the engine. I mean, you can't see the text, but you're assuming they're talking about it as if it's with a capital E, and they're talking about how it's eternal and how it gives life, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that's some oh, interesting. Oh, like when, when
0: um, Tilda Swinton first comes back, and she, yes, yes. Yeah, Tilda Swin says it, and then Ed Harris' later says Harris it. Ed Harris talks about it in that way. I do yeah. remember that. I remember the ending Which part. is
1: weird. I didn't know what to make of that. I guess it just I seems very proto, uh, proto-religious, proto I suppose. I
0: feel like it's another symbolism thing. Because that's yeah. what I got from Ed Harris was that, he looks at his invention as, like, look what I've done for you. So, in a way, he's God and this is Jesus. Sure. Like, in his own way. Because he created this thing. So, I don't see him worshiping it. And I see, like, in his scene with that, remember, like, I remember thinking, like, dang, he's almost too proud of his train engine over here. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the only way to keep it maintained was to have a tiny child. Yeah, child Sitting labor. in, like. You, you you couldn't fix that with another cog? I know, <laughs> like, right. There was no other way. This okay.
1: Amazing inventor invents this track that goes all around the world, but he can't he can't help but employ child labor when one thing goes wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I felt like that was the stupidest thing about the whole movie was like, Yeah, he overlooked this one part. Like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. So tough. Um but I don't know. I felt like that was like a religion. Like I think it's like a religious analogy, right? Like it's a symbolism oh, totally. of like that of like people like blindly follow something that they don't understand because somebody else told them that it's bigger and better than they are. Sure. I don't right. Know, or better. I don't know. I don't
1: yeah. Know. I don't know. That's just. Yeah. I, yeah. You're probably right. It's just this tendency. It's, uh, it's a comment on humans tendency to deify what they
0: don't understand. Mm, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of, Oh, it was a point in the movie that I wanted because I kept forgetting about, was mm-hmm. I felt like where this movie could have been better. Yeah, was um, when the Korean father character, I forgot mm-hmm. his name again, when he, I think it's right before the fight, the main fight with the ice people, he looks out the window and he sees the plane in the snow, right? Right. And later he explains that he can see more of the plane mm-hmm. than he did in years prior, which means the snow is starting to melt. Mm-hmm. What I kind of wanted him to say was that the train, uh, the the plane has never. There's not any more snow or any less snow on the plane, which mm. means they're in a simulation. <laughs> like the uh. train's not actually moving. Like it's like, right? They're in. I don't know. I felt like there was like, is there another ending here where like actually they're an experiment and there's cameras. I and people like, well, what would happen if we put three uh, like three hundred people on a train together? And they were told that was the rest of the civilization. <laughs> like, yeah. what would they do? And then John Quinones comes out at the end. Yes, yeah. thank you. Like, this is just Truman Show. <laughs> right, exactly. Jeez. Truman Show on a train. Um, I kind of wanted that to be the ending, because, I was like, that sounds more interesting than it what's would actually happening. It makes sense,
1: honestly, within, like, that very weird world of the movie.
0: Yeah, it is a weird world.
1: I don't know. That's interesting. I was half expecting... It, the one thing that I... W- Thought would happen that didn't happen is that there I thought there would be more like security cameras on the train and that there would be like more active directing from Ed Harris's character of the revolution. Does that make sense? Mm. But it it seemed very passive. So it the whole twist where, oh, he was behind it the whole time seemed like a weird cop out to me. Because like, how did he know everything? Well, uh, he knew it through uh, John, Hurt. John Hurt's character, but
0: I don't know. It's well, he was similar. talking about like also, how, where was John Hurt going to have these phone calls?
1: I yeah, I guess that nobody those, else ever heard. Yeah, I w- yeah. So that's the thing. It's like there were those secret phones that are kind of revealed at the end of the movie, but like they're living in very cramped quarters back in the the peasant park. part of the box. Yeah, so, so he
0: at some point was able to escape to his own little corner and, and have a private phone call where, like, and he even said, oh, we would talk for hours. I'm like, he had hours to himself? Right, exactly. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. This is I saw it. his little, like, shed that he built out of sheets. Right. He had a little sheet fort over there. Yeah. And was, like, in his little back area. Like, you tell me that nobody ever could hear him talking? Yes. Come on. I don't know. That's dumb. It's, there's so much, like... This whole movie is unbelievable because the premise entirely. But, like, there's so much that keeps happening that adds, like, the whole, like, keep me engrossed in this world. And you keep saying more things that take me out of it. Right. Yes. That's what I felt a
1: lot is that the the barrier to entry was very high for me. You had to believe a lot of things that got more and more incredulous as the movie went Mm -hmm. on. And I was just like, well... what a great word by the way incredulous yes i think that was i think i misspoke actually i meant to say incredible that's probably a better i don't know we're getting
0: incredulous just sounds fancier it It sounds smarter for saying it's a good word yeah i wish people
1: would pay me for this (laughs) anyway um (laughs) (laughs) what's the what's the verdict
0: here are we are we doing a grading system can can i can i say something yeah please i'm amazed by so i was like when i googled this I'm amazed that it has a 95% Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Here's the thing, I ever since that movie with um Matt Damon, The Martian came out and I saw it's Rotten Tomatoes score, I've never trusted Rotten Tomatoes ever. You again. think you don't like The Martian? Hate The Martian. Why do you hate The Martian?
0: That's a whole other episode.
1: I don't believe in aliens, folks.
0: Well,
1: isn't that what the movie's about?
0: I don't know. I
1: don't, I don't. You don't like The Martian? Huh? No, you I did it. I did see it. I didn't like it. I just the the the, the 'Cause you know how you don't see full reviews on Run you only see blurbs and yeah, you then you have to click the on them. To the link, yeah. I was just I was just looking through the blurbs and all of the reviews were like, Oh, this is such an inspiring movie and, and I what wasn't a
0: inspired by it, but okay. Exactly.
1: I was like I I wasn't inspired by it at all. And it's like, Oh, what an incredible tale of American ingenuity and whatever like that in the face of adversity and I was like,
0: This is what?
1: I like I like the movie a, a
0: lot actually, but I didn't take it in that way.
1: I so, okay, so maybe that colored the movie the wrong way for me. I and I was expecting a very
0: that so thing and I then the movie was not that for like, me. I don't read reviews. Yeah. I just don't read reviews. I I trust people. Yeah. I trust people to tell me when they like a movie. Like I like having conversations about movies like this right now. Sure. Um, so like when Joker came out, right? Have you yeah. Seen Joker? Uh not yet, no. That's fine. You've not seen anything. Um, <laughs> I know. Any of this new stuff? We're, 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 I don't believe
1: okay. in television. I'm one of it's those right. people. It's
0: not television. It's movies. Uh, um, as
1: far as I'm the, the same. Here. Yeah. Anyways,
0: uh, but yeah, when Joker came out, I know, like, I knew before, like, it even hit theory like, critics are raving about Joker, right? So right. Like, I knew that there was like a critical, like, okay, the Rotten Tomatoes score, like the the critic score is going to be high, right? Sure. I can see that, and I think I knew that from the beginning because it's coming out during Oscar season. It's like, okay, so this is sure. going to be an, this is an Oscar buzz, movie right? Yeah. But then I heard from a lot of friends that were gonna go see it mm-hmm. that it was great and they loved it. Yeah. But the internet told me that the Joker is the worst movie in the entire world. Yeah, it's an incel movie. Yeah, and so like this is horrible. I hate this movie, this is stupid. Yeah. So I said, hmm, okay. So people I trust like it and people, random people on the internet don't like it, and critics yeah. like it. This could be anywhere now. Right. So I went to go see it, and I personally love Joker. I think oh, it's did a you? great movie. Okay. And I very much enjoyed it. I can see where the complaints are coming from. Sure. Um, and I think that friends of mine that didn't like it, they didn't like it because they saw Joker and were waiting for, uh, like, Batman to come out and fight Joker the entire movie when that's not the kind of movie it is. Right. And I was like, I don't think you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to it, like, I feel like while I agree with the critics in that spot, mm-hmm. when I actually read Critic Reviews after watching it, yeah, I was like, whoa, you guys are going to a whole different level with this movie than what. I thought about it. Like, yeah. it, it has a very mental health forward message, and uh-huh. I, I very much appreciate that. And I I, dove into that a lot personally because I, I, I like what they were saying. True. But oh my God, they're acting like this is like the greatest mental health awareness movie ever made. And I'm like, I don't take it like that. Yeah. Like, it's the, j- it's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is still about a clown. Yeah. You know? Like, we have to put an air disbelief here. So I, I don't trust critic reviews fully, and I don't like to read them before I go see a movie. Yeah. I like, feel like it can. It's I don't know. They like they like using specific words about movies to make it sound bigger or when they don't like them worse than they really are. You yeah, know? I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I treat re-
1: critics as like basically slightly more articulate friends. OK, so but I also realize they do have an incredible power to taint the way I see a movie before I even see the movie. So that's something that I need to figure out my own, along with my own uh, compulsions about Wikipedia and things. See,
0: I just I w- I'm a trailer person. I just watch every trailer that uh-huh. ever comes out. I don't care what it's for. I watch a trailer on it. Sure. And then I put on a list of, of if I want to watch it or not. And sure. I'll just go see it. I don't care. I, like I never look at critic stuff. I'll just go and see it right away. Yeah. Like I remember when um like recently I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer for Honey Boy came out. Yeah. the Buff movie, and. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, that looks awesome. I really want to see that. Like, yeah. I love the idea of this. And everybody I know thinks that movie looks so tongue-in-cheek that it's stupid. Oh, really? And then all of a sudden now, it has tons of critic praise, and everybody I know wants to see it already now. I Everyone I know wants to see it. I don't know anyone who's actually seen it I'm yet. Saying, I not know it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But my point is, though, is that, like, People wait for critics to tell them to go see things. Right. That's you know? true. And Sheeple. for me, I'm like, whatever. I just, I want to see it. I don't care. Like, and if, like, if there's a critic praise on it, like, i then mean, cool. Okay, sure. cool. Like, maybe it is a good movie. I'm hoping it is. Cause yes. It looks
1: good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the Joker and um, critics, though, I was, I was curious about this because on Sunday night when we talked about doing this podcast and talking about Snowpiercer, you also mentioned that Clint Eastwood is coming out with a new movie. Yes, right. What's it called again? Richard Gear. Richard Jewell. <laughs> Richard Jewell. Okay. Uh, Richard. Gere. So I looked it up on um, Wikipedia. On YouTube. Okay. Is yeah. <laughs> no, not Wikipedia. I watched the trailer. It looked fantastic. Right. It's a like very you, intense like trailer. You mentioned. And uh, but then immediately on my Twitter feed, I saw that a lot of people are getting really upset over the movie. Why? And so I'll explain it in a second. But I predict. This is. I'm going to put it on the record here. I predict that that uh, Joseph Geller. What's the name of the movie? Richard Jewell. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you. I was like,
0: who's Joseph Geller? Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. I predict that Richard Jewell is going to be the next Joker movie in terms of receiving copious amounts of media hate. A lot Why? of a lot of people are already starting to hate it because it's it's telling a story about a guy who got screwed over by the government and the media. Yes. True story. Yes, but this is a time, obviously, where there's already a lot of distrust of the government it's like 96, and distrust right? of the media. Well, it, it, certainly in '96, but also now, literally oh yeah, in, in 2019. So a lot of critics are basically saying, like, "Oh, Clint Eastwood is basically just trying to stoke the fires of anti-media bias and whatever like that." And he's and basically this is his way of playing to. Uh, Trump people, because, you know, Trump doesn't like the media and whatever like that. So basically, they're already starting to view it the same way that Joker was viewed as an incel movie. They're starting to view Richard Jewell as, like, a pro-Trump-anti-media movie. See,
0: uh, here's my thing about that, though. Yeah. I'm kind of going into this uh-huh. expecting to disagree with a lot of the morals of the film. Sure. And the reason is this. It's made by Clint Eastwood. Yeah, exactly. He made I don't know why we're taking this seriously He anyway. made American sniper people. Right. That was the most, like circle jerk American movie. It's not like the fact that American Sniper got Oscar nominations amazes me to this day. Yeah, totally. I find that movie to be horrible. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it's like Clint Eastwood is an interesting director. He makes a bad movie and then he makes an amazing movie. I mean, sure. He did one back to back. He made Letters from Iwo Jima, probably one of the best war films ever made. And at the same time, Flags of Our Fathers, which he filmed and edited at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And Flags of Our Fathers one of the worst war movies I've seen in my life. Yeah. Somehow, in the same exact time, he was able to make one of the best, if not one of the worst ones at the same time. Um, and then, like, he made a Million Dollar Baby. Great movie. Grand Torino. Great movie. Sure. Made American Sniper. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Yeah, his record's inconsistent. Yeah, for he's sure. Inconsistent. So, Richard Jewell to me looks intense. It looks sure. like a very interesting story. It's a true story. And. I want to just, I've not read the Wikipedia article on Richard Jewell because I kind of want to watch the movie and just see what is said in the movie and how it's portrayed. Sure. And then after I see it, I'll go read the real story and see how it was changed because all movies that are taken from a true story are not actually fully true. Sure. So they're they're embellished. So I want to then read what actually happens, but I want to enjoy the theater experience of watching that kind of movie because it looks intense it looks fun it, yeah. not, it doesn't look fun it looks oh i think it it's gonna be interesting a raucous old time i'm gonna right. bring my
1: popcorn and there my you go. The armpit are uh, you a, okay hang on let's
0: talk, let's talk about theater ethic here. are you a snacks in the movie theater person do you like a i want to just sit and watch uh, never blink i i'll uh yeah that's a
1: good question i'll get a popcorn every once in a while i'm not really a candy guy I'll get a little chocolate. I'll, th- I'll throw a little M M&M and M or two in there. What about oh, yeah.
0: you? I love popcorn.
1: Uh-huh. I never get popcorn.
0: What? Here is the thing. I l- like movie theater popcorn. Are probably the best thing in the Yeah, that's right? great. I can never justify buying
1: because the cost. Yes, it is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so
0: yeah. stupid how expensive it is. Yeah. Okay. But what I justify? Because okay, so also here is the thing. <laughs> you guys are gonna see me eat popcorn. <laughs> I'm all like. I'll eat the popcorn before the trailers have even started, person. Yes, like, yeah, because true. it's so good, and I don't want to wait till it's like cold. cold. Yeah, no. So you're disgusting. eating pop- the moment you sit. Yeah, you don't have to be, you're walking up the stairs eating the popcorn. Right, bread. exactly. And I'm not like a, I'm gonna grab two. Right, like, like when you watch people in movies wa- eat no, popcorn, I'm, I'm it. they grab two. Yeah, I'm a handful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting my, like there is seven coming out of my cheeks, <laughs> flying behind my head, and of landing in, in my chair. Right, like I am not elegant when it comes to eating popcorn. Sure. So that bucket's done before the movie's even started, right? Um, And then I spent $10 on that bucket, and I felt nasty about it, right? Because I'm like, I spent $10 on... This cost more than the movie ticket. Right. It didn't, but close enough. Yeah,
1: no, uh, at least...
0: At least a third of it. Most so movie tickets are like fifteen bucks. What I yeah, I feel like I well, I yeah. mean, so I have AMC, the A list thing. So it's like twenty dollars twenty five I think now. Okay. And you get to see, you know, three movies a week or whatever. So Pretoria. I use that because like I like to see movies in Dolby because you yeah. know audio quality and screen quality is important to me. Sure. And those are like twenty dollar movie tickets. So I go and use A list because one <laughs> movie is basically the whole month of membership. But dang fancy. What I justify buying a soda. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Large? Medium? Whatever size gets the refill. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Yeah, Whatever no. size. Gets, and the reason being is this, is that I can sip a soda through the whole movie. Yes. I don't down that before the movie starts. Like, I do popcorn, right? Right. I will continue. So, it gives me something that, like, because if I don't have anything, and like, I don't, I can't sit through a whole movie with nothing, right? It's yeah. fine. I do that. Most of time, I do that. Sure. But at specific times, I'm like, man, I kind of want to just, like, a, I want to just, like, do something during this movie so like there's that urge so i get a soda i can sip it the whole movie sure and then like if for whatever reason the movie's boring or like a lot of action movies you sip faster i don't know what it is yes and it's kind of not like you need to need to pay this i can get out and i can go get a refill and come back right right um so i feel like i'm okay with that and it's like most sodas like five dollars which is expensive it's it's overpriced still sure it's not the price of a popcorn um, alcohol in movie theaters is like twelve dollars for a drink, and I'm like, I'd rather <laughs> two have ounces. that, right? But I'll be able, t- I'll that I can finish before the movie starts, exactly. So it's again in that mindset, like, oh, I'll spend less than that, yeah, and get a soda and drink it to the movie. Yeah, totally, and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, soda, soda's is also like you know, depending on what you're getting, it's also like very rich and syrupy and stuff like that. Whereas popcorn is like you're just eating it really quickly and you don't feel satisfied at all whereas That's the drink true. you could sip that and it's it feels yeah. good yeah, yeah you feel like filled in a way in a way because yeah. the bubbles
0: right exactly bubbles so yeah i'm, a, what's I'm your, Wait. What's your, what's your movie soda
1: movie soda i'm uh if they got a little root beer there i'll i'll go oh, for that okay, or like that. just a classic coke or cherry coke cherry coke is
0: yeah. kind of the way to go i love cherry, cherry coke, coke is delicious. yeah uh, okay. if I agree if with that.
1: if they ever I've only seen, like, one theater do this. If they ever have a vanilla Coke or cream soda of any sort. Cream oh, soda's great. Um, I'm well, all there. Well, all
0: the AMC ones have those freestyle machines, right? So do just, they? Yeah. Uh, by the way, did we mention that we're sponsored by AMC? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, yeah. <laughs> please. Uh, come on by. This is my address. Here's my email address. Email me, please. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Let's set that up right <laughs> away. Good to know that you're listening. Yeah. Um. To this. What, what are we at? Forty seven minutes? That's fun. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's great. No, but they are those freestyle machines, that's what I use. Cause then d- you could do oh vanilla, you're, right. That way, right? Yeah. you're Right. Yeah. Right, right. You're right. I didn't
1: realize that. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been to AMC in a long time. I think I took out a loan for the last time I went there. I understand. It's I'm expensive. still paying that back, yeah. Yeah, no,
0: was expensive to go there. Yeah. So Good there's tender. someone honking like crazy It's in the window. <laughs> that's great. Um yeah, uh, I, I only know about AMC theaters because of A list. Yeah. That's the only reason. All I All right. used to never go to AMC theaters. Yeah. And then now A-List came out, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to use that because I see too many movies to keep paying. I, d- I did the I'll math one look time, into and it. Like in two months I spent, like, I think I spent, one month I spent $40, and the next month I spent $60 in just movie tickets. I yeah, it's so up. Many movies yeah. And I was like, well, I could do that. I spent 20 and I'm like, I'm just going to do that. But now... There's that month where I never go and I'm like, what? I paid for this for not, but then I'm like, but then the next month I went to four different movies. So it's, it's justified, yeah. Okay. Whatever what are having a movie pass, by the way? I know movie that. Movie died. Did it completely of things like A-List. Okay. Yeah, because like Movie Pass had that like like back in the day it was expensive, it was like thirty, thirty-five for mm-hmm. unlimited movies, and then they did this thing where they were like ten dollars and you get unlimited movies. Right. But they realized that that was stupid because they couldn't sustain it and right. it was losing their money. So they were like, How about ten dollars a month and you get like three or four movies? A month, and you know, but they were pre-selected, right? They were like, well, there was a point when it was not pre-selected, but it was like you could only see like regular showings, like nothing fancy, mm-hmm. just a regular showing you could see, which is still fine, like ten dollars, that's that's pretty reasonable, good, that's yeah. Reasonable. But then people got mad about that, and then they were still losing money because yeah. you know it's still not sustainable at that. Uh, because again, like they're not like see AMC can do this or real because Regal has their own version after what theirs is called, mm-hmm. it's like Premiere or something. Okay, um, and they can make money because they're the first party, right? Mm-hmm. Movie Pass is a third party, and the yeah. way that it works is like Movie Pass would, when you went and got a ticket, right? Movie Pass mm-hmm. would actually pay the theater the full price of that ticket, right? So if you went to a fifteen dollars showing. They pay the fifteen dollars, and you're giving them ten dollars a month, and never never equals out. Yeah, I don't know what their plan was to make profit. I still don't understand. Like they yeah. they, cr- they created their own movies, their own studio, and we're funding movies, right? And putting them in theaters, and we're like promoting them to get seen. But I'm like, is that gonna make them? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I so think I think they were going off of data. I think
1: they might have been selling data to people.
0: I don't they know. They were doing that too because they got okay. bought out before the ten dollars thing. They got bought out. By a data mining company that okay. was selling us. So I know that was part of it. Yeah, um, but how yeah. much? Yeah, well, that makes. They basically sense. just kept doing. It. Then it was the pre-selected route. Was like, right. okay, ten dollars, but you're going to see these movies. Right. So it's probably. like some like, screw you Indian and then movie
1: about a goat, and then another movie by freaking I don't know Bong Joon So's cousin, who go. no one's ever heard of. Let's go, um, folks. I'm bad at names. I'm sorry. I think it was Ho. He said So,
0: but it's okay. You're pretty oh. much there.
1: We're not horse shaming, um, folks. Just his name is Ho. That's I want to make that
0: clear. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. Then like during all this time though, AMC was the first one to be like, "Yo, here's a thing called a list. It's the exact same thing. It costs a little bit more, yeah. but uh, we're not gonna go to business because we own everything. Yes. and you're gonna come and buy popcorn. So s- screw you. Yeah, there you and go. And then Regal came out with their own, and I think that Edwards is Regal and Edwards the same thing? Yeah, I yeah. worked in Edwards and it's the other theater chain. Yeah, Century it was is, like working on theirs. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Regal Edwards has theirs now, mm-hmm. and then AMC the first one. Like, once AMC did theirs, it like killed movie pass. Like, there was like, the yeah, I'm under. sure. And then yeah, Regal has it. I mean, everything in life is becoming a subscription service. So at some yeah. point, we're never actually gonna pay for movie tickets. We're gonna pay for subscriptions to movie tickets. Totally. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, but to, to the future. To the future. Snowpiercer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We went all over the place. I and know, I, I, I I kinda kinda, I'm kind of curious. What the time code was when we started talking about movie theater stuff versus the movie, and now we're back to the movie. I know. Like, what? How much time elapsed? Uh, it was longer talking about that than we actually talked about the movie. That's all again. Okay, don't so we are talking about. Oh yeah, what people think of it? We, oh, because you want to see, if we are gonna grade it? Are we gonna? Yeah. No, I right. don't know if I could because because then it, I feel like if we give it, like an out of ten, like I'm gonna end up giving this like like if I give this like a six, then like what if like, I I movie actually like I give a six because I don't I don't remember. Right. And then it's I don't like that. Okay. I can't keep track of it. So how about? Uh uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie, but it's not a good movie. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure.
1: Okay. So instead of a grade or a number, we'll do like a definitive statement, like a thesis statement.
0: I like the. Okay. Let me reword my thesis statement then. Okay. Cool. You go first because I have to think of one. Oh, well. I got to think of it better. Now I'm
1: on the spot. Yeah. Uh, Even though we're recording a podcast that I fully knew we were going to record. Um, My thesis is uh, (laughs) that this movie sucks. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, uh it's the crass version of it. I would say this movie though um certainly imaginative and uh clearly and and, and though it clearly depicts uh an interesting vision uh that song Boon Boong Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho has. He clearly, like, he has a very unique and imaginative vision for this yes. movie. I respect that. But I still think
0: it falls flat. That's my definitive statement. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That was good. I think for me, it I, I kind of agree with you that. The vision of this movie is very interesting. Sure. And I appreciate it. And I like the idea of it. I think that there's amazing actors performances in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think there's amazing scenes and there's so many good things about this movie, but in the end, the story is just so predictable and thin and just to me, non-interesting that while I had a good time watching it and I don't think I could watch it again, but I don't like if somebody said, should I see something? I'm like, it's it's worth watching. Sure. It's kind of like my thought process. I think it's, it's fine. I enjoyed it, but I don't love it, and I don't think right. it's a great movie. I think it's an okay movie, and that's that.
1: Sure, yeah, all good. It's okay, Bung Ho. You'll get better at directing. <laughs> pedantic, just, stupid he's made some amazing to say. movies. Like yeah.
0: every movie outside of this one I've seen, I actually enjoyed. Although you you saw Oak Joe, right? You didn't like
1: it, right? I that? didn't. I saw like the first thirty minutes, and it, here's the thing: I don't like imagination. I, I respect <laughs> it. But just I don't like very wonky, like very like crazy fantasy premises mm-hmm. like Oakja and like this movie. So that okay. I, that's just my own personal bias. Uh, I, I do like Jake Gyllenhaal, though. Yeah. I Was he good in the movie? From what I saw the I first little great. bit, he was good. I've
0: never seen Jake Gyllenhaal in anything where I was like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal sucked.
1: I think he's always good. Yeah, he's always good. There was that movie with, oh, now we're getting another stuff. That's okay. Um... Did you see did you ever see the movie um Nightcrawler? Yes. So the same guy who directed and oh, wrote Buzzsaw. Yeah,
0: Buzzsaw. That movie sucked. I haven't seen it because everybody that I know that I respect like their opinion yeah. hates it. So I'm like there's no point in me watching this movie. It's really bad I, and and it, I
1: went into it also aware of the fact that a lot of people didn't like it, but I just wanted to watch it anyway. Okay. And it was atrocious. Is
0: is he good in it though?
1: He's he's I mean he's good. He's he plays like a he plays like a very pretentious art critic who has like un, like very ambiguous sexual identity or something like that. So it's like a very new role for him. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, but the movie. I mean, everything surrounding him just was terrible. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll I didn't away. watch it because.
0: You know, people told me don't waste your time with it and yeah. you know, time is precious and sure is there's time a lot is of money, movies folks. out there. So I'd rather watch a movie that um I think I'm gonna enjoy versus a movie that I'm literally being told by everybody I know that is horrible and that I shouldn't even try. So
1: Yeah, I'd I think what it. you're trying to say is that peer pressure uh, is valid and we should definitely listen to everything that <laughs> society tells us.
0: Literally every little tiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> um I will say a movie that not all people have seen that is a Jake John Hall movie, which is amazing, is Prisoner. Okay. Hugh and Jackman and Paul it. Dano. Okay. That is movie suggestion of the week. We should do that. Sure. I like that idea. Yes. Movie we'll suggestion. We'll plug a movie. Uh, at prisoner. At the end. Okay. Uh, prisoner. Hugh yours. Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano. I don't remember who directed that movie. Hang on kay. one second. Um. Prisoner. 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 Oh, the boy Denis Villeneuve. Oh, made okay. That. Um, cool. What's it called? I won't read any crit. I was gonna read the Rotten Tomatoes Store I'm like, but that's stupid because I even hate that. But Ugh. 2013, cool, prisoners. amazing movie. I freaking love it. Um, and who doesn't love Denis Sicario Was great. Yeah. And I was like one of ten people that liked the second Blade Runner.
1: Yes, right, for sure. Okay, so Prisoners is yours. Um, I'll have my plug for the week be um kung fu hustle since i brought I it up earlier kung
0: fu
1: it's a it's a fantastic movie I've never seen it. also uh directed by an asian uh director written directed but it was it, i think similar Stephen to this chow. movie yeah Stephen chow it was a really big smash hit not only in in china but in the west too
0: a lot of people the, really like that movie i didn't know anything about it till I saw the, tri- the the poster right now. But the poster is very, like, I've seen that poster everywhere. Yeah. Apparently, it's the actor in it was also in Shaolin Soccer.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. That's great. The, yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is, without a doubt, one of my favorite movies of all time. Super good. So that's my plug. Kung Fu Hustle. Watch it. Uh, enjoy it. Eat popcorn with it.
0: Uh, you know. Uh, a root beer. Sure, have a root beer. Go. Burp it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Say okay. excuse me after. There you go. All right, so prisoner, what was it? Snowpiercer, whatever this movie's called. Yeah, that's a thing. Snowpiercer. Good to know. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. How do we eat some cockroaches?
1: Uh, Yes. How do we How do we sign off here?
0: Just Uh, have a good week. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, how about pet your dog? Pet your dog. Pet your cat. Pet yourself. Spank your butt. I don't don't do that. That's kind (laughs) of weird. It's a little weird. That was like in the Da Vinci Code or something, like where that guy was like self. Was that oh was self-flagellating? Is that Da Vinci code?
1: I don't know. That's I the Catholic remember. Church, as far as that I'm aware. Thing, something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Watch Prisoners and Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, please. And 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 you know, watch Piercer. It was fun. Yes. Watch them eat cockroaches. Although, if you've actually listened to this point, you've heard the entire movie. So, what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.